The test of the morality of a society is what it does for its children. Dietrich Bonhoeffer. This is Ground Truthing, a Westchester Children's Association podcast. the reflection of the ills of our society. That ever apparent reality has never been more apparent than now. Our generation, Gen Z, is often labeled lazy, disengaged, unconcerned, and simply worried about the wrong things. And so, I'm glad that we're talk- what we're talking about today is simple common sense. We can handle that. That was the voice of Ever Mack, a senior from New Rochelle High School, On March 24th, she and other students in Westchester participated in the March for Our Lives rally in White Plains. The local event was held in conjunction with student-led rallies across the county and nationwide. WCA board members and staff were among the thousands on hand to show support for the March for Our Lives White Plains rally. In the first season of Ground Truthing, we have focused on the GPS for Kids outcome category of creating positive learning environments for children throughout the county. We would be remiss to omit the issue of gun violence before closing out this first season. Thus, in our final episode, we bring you the voices, concerns, and proposed solutions of local youth on the issue of gun violence and gun control. Six years ago, the idea of gun violence was made a tangible reality when a family in my school district was shot and killed. At 11 years old, I recall crying with my parents confused and frightened as to why this could have happened, while my eight-year-old sister sat beside me in shock by the death of one of her classmates. Sooner than later, the talk of the tragedy was slowed and the topic was dropped. One year later, on December 14, 2012, I walked into my math class with my teacher screaming on the phone. Her two sons attended a middle school near Newtown, Connecticut. The fear of not knowing what had happened or what was happening or what was going to happen was all that we felt that day. When we returned home, we watched the news and learned of the deaths of 26 innocent students and teachers. With countless more shootings before and after Sandy Hook, I stand here today in the wake of yet another act of violence. My own classmates at John Jay felt the horror of what happened down in Parkland as many of my peers have friends and family down in the Floridian hamlet. Videos surfaced of the shooting, bullets being shot, students screaming, messages going out to their loved ones of them saying goodbye, and images of bodies on the floor as students evacuated the halls and were told to keep their eyes closed. I cried for the people who had lost their friends, family, and teachers, And I cried because of the fact that I cannot understand why we have to lose so many innocent lives until our country decides to make a change. In 2017, 15,588 people lost their lives to gun violence in the U.S. In 2017, there were 346 mass shootings. And 2017 brought the deadliest shooting in U.S. history where 58 innocent Americans lost their lives. 2018 has started no differently. Shouldn't all people have the opportunity to go to school or any public place 
without the fear of getting shot? Shouldn't it be an absolute certainty that our country is doing all that it can to protect its citizens? Why does this keep happening? Why does no one do anything about it? Why hasn't the government done anything in this time? Why do mentally unstable, violent individuals have easy access to military-style rifles with little to no background checks in most states? Why do the communities in Utah, Parkland, Columbine, Marshall County, and over 30 different schools have to go through this suffering? It's maddening to know that after so many catastrophic events, after the loss of so much innocent life, no significant change has occurred. Can we not agree on the fact that this should not be happening? And that the workers or students, no different than myself, have done nothing to deserve losing their lives. <laughs> Preventing gun violence shouldn't be a partisan issue. For the sake of this argument, I am not a Democrat and I am not a Republican. I am a human being, a 16-year-old high school student growing up in a time where people value weapons over my life and the lives of every single student in our country. Put yourself inside our shoes. It is our lives that are in danger. We are the targets. So do us a favor and find the middle ground that meets the needs of all people, but secures the safety of every student, teacher, and administrator. According to the Brady Campaign, every year an average of 17,102 American children and teens between the ages of 0 and 19 are shot in murders, assaults, suicide and suicide attempts, unintentional shootings, or by police intervention. It was clear from attending the White Plains rally that students are not only fed up with these numbers, but they are ready to change them. Even our forefathers had the foresight to understand that the laws they constructed in 1787 had the potential to be flawed or time-sensitive, that some parts of the Constitution might look great on paper but not work well in practice, that conditions may change requiring adaptations in the forms and processes of government, an amendment process that made it possible for me to be speaking here to you all right now. Equally protected under a document that wasn't originally meant for me. I say that. I say that not in hopes of pushing a new amendment necessarily, but to say that there was no way they could have anticipated megacities like Manhattan or LA, the internet, or the militarized weapons we have so readily available now a far cry from the muskets with which they were familiar. That's right. The parking shooter was only 19 years old and was able to buy his weapon legally. This young man had many incidents with family, friends, and even had an encounter with the FBI. Even though he was previously reported to the authorities, he was still able to walk into a gun store, buy a weapon, and massacre people in his school. I believe the minimum age to purchase a weapon should be 25. Yes. Because the is not fully developed until then. That's right. During the roundtable discussion I participated with Nita Lowy, she said that for a thorough background check, it takes at least nine days. Most people get cleared in only three. It's not like we have to be a 
legislation out of thin air. There are gun reform blueprints from around the world that are working. To purchase a gun in Japan, one must first attend an all-day class, pass written tests, score 95% accuracy at the shooting range, pass a mental health evaluation, pass a background check that includes interviews of your friends and family, and every three years they must go back and retake the class and the initial exam. We need recommendations and the assurance that nobody has access to the firearms other than the registered owner. We must enact the extreme risk protection order to set a firearm restraining order to prohibit those who exhibit behaviors dangerous to themselves or others. The NRA and their financial interests want to paint this as only a mental health issue. In this country, the most commonly prescribed psychiatric medication costs $10,128 per year without insurance, and a brand new semi-automatic weapon can be bought for $450 brand new. How is it that we live in a country where it costs less to buy a weapon of mass destruction than it does to receive treatment for a mental illness? of each student speaker was palpable and their message was loud and clear. Each student to grace the stage shared their testimony and emphasized what they believe needs to come next. At the rally, we caught up with aspiring aerospace engineer Cameron Larrell from Woodlands High School. In our conversation, he laid out the next steps plain and clear. Voting, signing up to vote and making your voices heard. I feel as a people, that's the way we are heard, through our votes. And if enough people go out and vote and enough people support the right things, then change most definitely will happen. Cameron, along with rally organizer Kelly Marks, were pleased with the turnout at the event earlier this year. But both hoped the support would lead to further actions, discussions, and policy change. So I'm really surprised to see this many people come out and to support such an important issue. I feel 
if we have more marches like this, more events, that actual change will be made, actual things will happen. So I'm so proud and happy to see this many people of the community come out by the thousands to actually support this issue. People have been telling me that I've inspired them. The fact that someone inspired me and now I'm inspiring others makes me feel that this is much more important than it actually felt to me in the beginning. So I've been planning non-stop for about three weeks. As soon as the walkouts happened, this event came up and I suddenly reached out to Mayor Tom Roach and was like, I want to do an event in White Plains, how do I go about doing this? And we just went from there and I've done everything from getting permits to insurance to stages and just everything. So it really came together. Was there ever a point when you were like, whoa, this is like a lot? Yeah, so there were like a few <laughs> nights where I was up to like 3 a.m. worrying about power and having to use a generator and just like logistical stuff. It's a lot of stuff that you don't typically think about until it's actually like the day of. There's a lot that you have to do to plan completely. Absolutely. Sleepless nights worth it? Yes, 100%. <laughs> it's sleepless nights until gun violence ends. At the March 24th rally, the student speakers implored the crowd, especially their peers, to register to vote and make their voices heard in all local, state, and federal elections. Raise your hand if you are age 17 and under. Put your hands down. Raise your hand if you are registered to vote. Raise your hand if you are registering to vote or can register to vote today. They're here, I promise. Protests can only take us so far. If you are age 17 or older and a citizen of the United States, please take two minutes and register to vote. Enough is enough! Enough is enough! Stop! 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 St
America, not Trump's America. Children's Association would like to thank the student speakers represented in our finale, Cameron, Kelly, Autumn, and Ever. We also want to thank all of our guests for Ground Truthing Season 1, Carol Robinson and Kathy Hallis for Episode 1, Jim St. Germain for Episode 2, Cheryl Hunter-Grant for Episode 3, Danny Bernstein for Episode 4, Katie Pfeiffer for Episode 5. And finally, we want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in to our first ever season of Ground Truthing. We are excited to bring you more stories from Westchester County organizations and residents doing great work for children in our community when we return for season two. Ground Truthing is a Westchester Children's Association podcast. For more information about our guests, our topics, or any of the resources shared, head over to wca4kids.org or on our SoundCloud account for the Ground Truthing Podcast. You can follow along with the conversation on Twitter at WCA4Kids using hashtag WCA Podcast. Thank you for listening.